This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgins podcast. Got it. It's never, it's not as loud anymore. I don't know what you've changed. Uh, the volume, I guess. Yeah, but it's it used to scream. <laughs> not anymore. It How knows. It's, yeah, it's, I'm good. I'm good. I think it knows it's an early morning. It's an early yeah. Sunday morning recording. It's, it's just like possible different vibe today. I'm on my first cup of coffee. <laughs> Lower key. Mm. It feels different, right? Yeah. Totally. I don't, yeah. Maybe good. I, I don't, don't know. Well, it gave me. Um, I did some extra prep last night. Oh yeah. Just give me what. So <laughs> yeah. this week the approach. So I watched it. Yeah. With Stuart. Okay. And made my notes, and it was all good. And I wanted to do a bit of extra research, but I was doing loads of DIY. So, and I, I accidentally heard a podcast, it kind of came auto on, of an interview with a guy who has just written a book that talks about Bond and the Beatles and like kind of the cultural comparison and how they've kind of aged through the decades and um, the attitudes towards them have changed. It was really interesting. Okay. So then I listened to a couple of Bond podcasts and what I will say <laughs> is I found one that's brilliant. <laughs> so now I'm thinking. <laughs> you can't, you can't rob there. Rob this no, stuff. I'm thinking we ditch ours. <laughs> we just watch the film and listen to them. Listen to their podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, I don't remember any of that stuff. So then last night I went back and watched the film in double time again. Okay. And went to all the scenes. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll still not remember most of it, I think. I definitely I remember the scene that you're using as your background. That, that scene just stood out in my mind. Yeah. I don't know how well, I'll get to that. Yeah. Um, my approach this week was to watch the film first and then watch it again with notes. Okay. You said that last week. Well, I did it the other way around last week. I went with note taking and then realized, yeah. remember the film and watched it. Okay. But this time I thought, I'll just enjoy the film first and then. And then take notes afterwards. So, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Well, let's see. Let's so there see. could be all manner of things that impact today. Yeah, Changing right. the way we've watched things. The fact that I've listened to somebody else, somebody else's really good podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's morning. Yeah. And I've put a cover over my mic. Or foam cover. Ah, so many changes. I don't know if Billy can deal with all this. <laughs> or Dan. Dan started listening. <laughs> He's only done the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Right, the man with the golden gun. 1974, still Roger Moore. Sky gives it three star five. And IMDb, 6.7. And Mm -hmm. presumably 4.5 from Amazon. I didn't check. Amazon rated (gasps) 4.7. Oh, shit. 
shut up, really? Which was interesting. So I read a little bit up on it. I clicked on yeah. the rating system and they give you an explanation about how they rate things. Oh. Uh, which is to follow. To calculate the overall star rating and percentage breakdown by star, we don't use a simple average. Instead, our system considers things like how recent a review is and if the reviewer bought the item on Amazon. It also analyzes reviews uh, to verify trustworthiness. So it sounds like huh. they're messing with those reviews. <laughs> you always keep I them mean... up. If it's an older review, why is it not as relevant? Yeah. Well, maybe like shifts in perception. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you did, like one of the points that the first podcast I was listening to (laughs) made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Was that if we were just picked up now and dumped into, like when the first Bond film came out. Mm Mm-hmm people would not understand us and we wouldn't understand them. Like things have yeah. moved on so dramatically. That's like, yeah. a bit of an understatement. So maybe older reviews would consider something really, really good when in fact, like there's a lot more to be aware of in it. The bit mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense for me is whether I can understand it with products, but with films, whether you've bought something from Amazon shouldn't really affect no, the score. I suppose it's a way to stop review bombing but yes yeah. it's not a good way yeah Make pain i mean for it. Like, yeah yeah <laughs> and again like for products yeah sure but yeah mm. for watching something yeah also wrote down a breakdown of that particular film star rating so like five stars 78 percent of people that bought, bought it on amazon gave it five stars okay and how many and so and four stars the- is 13 percent, and then three two and one you know, you're talking 19% overall. But then, so then, of the people that didn't buy it from Amazon and reviewed it, what did they give it? Is the breakdown the same? Because you'd expect it would be well, you... for a film. That shouldn't matter. Yeah, but I guess you're buying it because you like it. Do you buy a well, DVD well, without I mean, seeing it before? Um, well, but it, does it mean you have to buy it on DVD? It doesn't. Or does it mean you can watch it? Because I would definitely pay one ninety nine to like, we are doing that. You are, you're still doing it? You oh. have all the films. <laughs> no, and do you know what's worse? Is last, so we watched the film like midweek and then last night I was like, oh, I need to watch it again and fast forward. And I went to get out your, um, <laughs> the dongle. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck it, it's only two quid. <laughs> <laughs> so I paid four pounds for this one. You know, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you're gonna, if you do that for the rest, you're going to end up spending a hundred pounds. That this is the last time I do it. I'm gonna that's my job today. I'm gonna get the USB out. Jody's got the PS4 and right now I'll go and work it out. Okay. Synopsis. Uh, review some synopsis, yeah. I'm gonna try and make this work. A classic who will come out on top movie set in the Bond universe. Bond versus Scaramanga, circus bread lethal marksman. Scaramanga with his servant Nicknack call Bond out by sending MI6 a golden bullet with 007 engraved on it. After an hour of two men hunting each other down, Bond and Scaramanga go one and one. Who will win? Well, Bond, but <laughs> Nicknack should watch his back or give his gold to Bond. Nice. These are smart now. <laughs> that rhyme at the end it... we came up with in the office at work. 
<laughs> Joint venture, I like it. <laughs> so we have a little pre-film scene which doesn't feature Bond. It's not an opener that has Bond hmm. in it. Um, and we open up on an island where we're introduced to Scaramanga and yeah. his girlfriend, Andrea. And we get this real close-up of physical attribute of Scaramanga. So he has a third nipple. Triple nipple. And the camera, triple nipple. Ah, oh, nice. I just put tri-nip. <laughs> Why didn't I put triple nipple? Trip nips. <laughs> so real close-up <laughs> on these trip nips. <laughs> which was like quite different from his other nipples you'd think yeah. if he had three nipples like they would all look similar it's like very grey the fake one wasn't it, it was, yeah um, it, you think they could have been done a bit better with makeup yeah like it just looked like the scraggy end of like a bit of sausage that had been cut off or something Yeah. and we're also introduced to his assistant um, mm-hmm. who is also is he an assassin does he actually ever kill anyone Oh yeah, um, he does. Uh, does he? I think he is. He not responsible for the death at the boxing ring later. Yes, could very well be. Um, no, no, that was Scaramanga because he says a million to one shot, didn't he? Uh, okay, all right. Well, so Nicknack, who is his chef and assistant, but also sets up these kind of crazy mazes for Scaramanga to outwit other assassins um, and Nicknack does this because if he outwits Scaramanga and Scaramanga dies he is set to inherit the entire island and mm. all of his fortune. Um, my first kind of takeaway from that scene was uh, Nicknack leads this kind of like mobster guy into the house and pays him pays him half of the, the fee that he promises him he, he like is really smartly dressed and he's got like this quite like neat fitting suit on. Mm. And then he turns around with this wedge of cash that he looks like he's just pulled it out of his breast pocket. The, yeah, the, it's like three inch thick. It was like, it was bigger than him. There was yeah. no way he'd been carrying that around from the beach, like just neatly tucked inside no. his breast pocket. It was huge. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think about the introduction to Scaramanga and Nicknack? It pretty much sets up the whole film very well, doesn't it? It explains um, that he is a deadly assassin. It explains that he's now just doing it for sport. Uh, it explains his relationship with Nicknack and how he's going to inherit the place if uh, he can get Scaramanga killed, but it has to be done in a fair hunting set kind of thing. And it explains that he's got triple nipples, so we're all in. I like how you've called him a sportsman. That's really true. And and it explains why when he comes up to the maze, he's wearing a really snazzy um, tracksuit. <laughs> yes. Tracksuit was beautiful. And would you say it's Christopher Lee, which is awesome. I I've only ever seen like his major, or what I would call his major films, I suppose. Yeah. He's done yeah. like Lord of the Rings and, um, you know, those other ones. Wasn't he a vampire other, at some other point? Other films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, well... So I probably the film I know him most for would be Wicker Man, which was also Britt Eklund. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought well, he was amazing in this. He was Yeah, really good actor. Actually him and Nicknack. Yeah. Kind of He's... held the whole film. Did you read anything about Nicknack? 
Stu told me a bit about him. He's French. But, like, he's French, Hervé. I think he might, Stu said, I think he might have OD'd. He was like a bit of a party animal. Right. Bit of, um, he made passes at like everybody on the set. Bit wild, I think. Do you know, it's just occurred to me that I quite like that they didn't do. They didn't do anything obvious in like. With his height. With his height, especially yeah. in comparison to Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah. Because that could have been like a real comedy thing between the two of them, but that was never, never featured. There were like a couple of moments where his height like was like, oh yeah, well, yeah, the end scene and that kind of thing. Mm. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just occurred to me that they like they were technically on an even level. That's yeah. quite clever. Uh, other films I now remember <laughs> Christopher Lee from after looking it up. Uh, he'd done loads of Dracula films, which I don't. I think I only ever saw his first Dracula film. But he was also in um, a couple of Star Wars films and Gremlins too. Oh, I'm going to talk about Gremlins in a bit. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. What 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 was he in Gremlins too? Oh, I've just backed out. Hang on. A second. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Opening credits. Oh, but but just you before, so yeah, yeah um, a couple of things. Um, as he's as the mobster guy is walking towards the maze, there's like some mm. crazy taxidermy displays. Did you see them? Like all of the like the different like scorpions and and insects mm. all kind of pinned to a board. And I also oh hold on hold on I have so much to say. Okay. Kind of the whole circus thing. I get that there is like a whole backstory to um, Scaramanga being circus born, but it did strike me as well. What was the what was the Bond film where they had a load of mobsters? I think it was Goldfinger, and they're all in a room, and it has got all like circus paraphernalia all around the room and it was oh. like kind of Italian mobster guys in a circusy room again it's like a they were been used before I don't remember the circus stuff but they were in that room with the little model um yeah but around the edge there was like Bond circus equipment window. yeah exactly what's a circus <laughs> there was like a carousel and maybe it was more fairground then could be yeah I don't but know. another thing that like, I think and I'm probably wrong but I feel like this is a bit like Goldfinger was Goldfinger the one <laughs> where the start scene were people training to kill Bond oh, you can't see that can you no. oh no what that's a picture of Christopher Lee being attacked by a gremlin oh okay all he's right, the guy that I'll... basically plays with uh, their DNA and makes all the different types of gremlins oh okay okay yeah, what was the one where they were doing loads of training? The one with the, they had like a training camp and they had this guy rolling around and he had to kill Bond, but it was like a, a like the, model of him. That was the first film? Was Second it the, film. Was it Doctor Russia no? with Love. No, Russia with Love. Okay. So it was the blonde guy, wasn't it? Blonde Russian. It was the blonde guy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that film, like, so that had the same kind of intro because that was the intro, like all of the kind of the yeah. running around and then it's a, a, a model at the end. Mm. I really love that the waxworks were actually real people. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because they could not stand still. <laughs> no, I mean, they were so wobbly, <laughs> especially Roger Moore at the end when he had to freeze for ages. He was proper shaking. Because he had like one hand up from one holding yeah. a gun. And that hand was just, it was almost waving at people. It was so They wobbly. should have just like shot away from him, you know. They yeah. didn't need the camera to be on him all that time. He <laughs> was just like, hurry up. I'm going to fall over. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> but what's really strange is like Roger Moore's eyes are totally dead. They're such yeah. a weird colour compared to his 
face <laughs> and right. he, he looked more he definitely looked more like a waxwork than the uh than uh al capone around the corner yeah yeah very strange because when they like when that bloke at the beginning with the water cash shot al capone's arms off yeah and then you have a real close-up on al capone's face yeah you could see the guy was breathing he was so, yeah. trying so hard not to move his eyes yeah. And you just think, why? Why are they doing this? So it's the worst. Just, There's no filter on it or on. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Blur it up a little bit, put some Vaseline Cheaper, on it. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm good. Theme <sighs> okay. song. I'm coffeeed up. Theme song. The song? Song itself? Meh. I loved it. Did you? Yeah, it's really nice. good. It's really bondy. I like the um, I don't know. If you class that as Motown, it's it's that kind of vibe, but it goes a bit okay. um, guitar-y halfway through, doesn't it? Like 70s guitar, electric guitar. But um, no, I thought it was good. Who was it? That was Lulu, um, Lulu yeah. I was into it. It's, um, I think it's not generally considered one of the best. No. Um... <laughs> this whole film, uh, if I look at the reviews, well... it hasn't, didn't do great. Well, that's why I'm surprised Amazon Prime suddenly nudged it up a couple of <laughs> right, points. Yeah. And actually, IMDb seems higher than usual. Yeah, because like when you when you hear about it on other podcasts, um, <laughs> yeah, people don't Gee. people don't rate it. <laughs> people don't rate it, man. And and the visuals in the credits, obviously, they're kind of the, the theme is still there. It's the naked lady, wavery kind of images. Yeah. But there was something a bit more graphic about about this. There was like a really long shot on a on a very very naked woman. Super naked, um, yeah. Yeah, and how it's so weird that you know how super naked she is when it's not actually it's just a, a cutout. But it it was too too much for me. Too naked. It was way too naked. Yeah. All I wrote down was slow motion woman dancing with a water ripple effect with shots of a golden gun appearing, like slowly moving into shot. And I put pretty average, but I like the song. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go all average on it. <laughs> Sorry, Lily. Sorry, Lee. So what this is the, the other first... podcast about it? Yeah, kind of agreed with me. Or am I agreeing <laughs> with them? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely thought this myself, I promise. <laughs> I watch this bit. I always watch the song. Um, so this is the first film of a book that was posthumous, and this was actually the last book that he that Ian Fleming wrote. Um, okay. And he'd only done the first draft of it when he died, so it wasn't even kind of a complete book at that point. Right. So there's some. So. so <laughs> sorry. What. <laughs> Like somebody was saying that. Uh, like just... <laughs> Why does it sound better if I've read it as opposed to like, because that's still somebody well, saying you, a thing. you've done some work. <laughs> I, did, I was hanging a door whilst I was listening. <laughs> I was multitasking. How's that door? It's really good. Yeah. Bathroom yeah, door? Yeah, it's bathroom door. Yeah. Yeah. Needed doing. Everyone hated our door. Well, the top hinge was hanging out, wasn't it? No, that was that. That was how it was meant to be because it's a sliding door, so the hinge always points out because it slides across. But the screws are like falling out. <laughs> the hinge no. was broken on it. I'm sure it was. It might have been, I that been there time for a few came. years. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, so yeah, we've got a new door. You should come and see it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was saying, oh, somebody was saying that Fleming used to kind of do a first draft and then he'd kind of like write in more of the kind of the subtle characteristics of people later. So a lot of what was in the film would have been created by other story editors, not not Fleming. Makes, but I didn't think they ever stuck close to the Fleming things anyway. That's probably why Scaramanga's got quite a lot of character then, rather than... Maybe, yeah, because he really did have a lot, yeah. Two-dimensional re- bad guy. Completely agree, because he was. He'd had a really kind of... he, Like you said, he like um, he was a sportsman. He was doing, he was doing this because he had so much to prove. And there was like mm. that really lovely bit at the end where he's saying, to Joseph, you know, why don't you and I chat for a bit? Yeah, hang like, out, check yeah. out my island. Yeah, like come, <laughs> like we get each other, man. We're on a level. Yeah. Like come, come and chill with me. John was like, nah. Right, M's office. <laughs> M's with a couple of guys. M asks Bond what he knows about Scaramanga. Bond takes a second, leaving them hanging before dropping a knowledge bomb on their asses. <laughs> <laughs> Born in a circus. He knew everything. Yeah, father's a ringmaster, mother's a snake charmer, KGB trained assassin. He knows he charges a million a hit. Uh, and he knows about his trip nips. <laughs> so Bond asks I can't M believe why. I went with try nip, and I thought you were going to be so impressed by that. Bond asks why, and then gives Bond the bullet with the 007 engraved on it. Bond asks why someone would pay one million to kill him. M says jealous husbands, and then he says humiliated tailors. That's <laughs> how humiliated. Would a tailor have to be to spend a million pounds to kill the guy he made a suit for? And what would have happened what, in that what situation? What did he do to humiliate him? In he the got first urinating place. in his face while he's measuring him up or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really bad. Maybe, maybe he didn't get hard while he was being measured, and they felt. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I yeah, there's more story there that we need. That's a, that's a detail that isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's, you didn't get it in that first draft. Someone's Scaramanga's hunting Bond, so Bond's put on leave. Uh, he's got to drop what he's doing, which was investigating a guy called Gibson regarding solar cell data. Bond asks if if he kills Scaramanga, can he go back to work? And M says that would change the situation dramatically, wouldn't you say? Gives him like a cheeky wink or something. Yeah, yeah. They seem like a bit more pally in this one than the last one. Yeah, he's still well grumpy. Yeah. Oh my god. I've just oh. thought M's into taxidermy. Do you remember when Bond went round to his house and he was pinning butterflies? Yeah. Do you think he's been supplying maybe M put the money out there? <laughs> maybe. And like, you know, this whole like you know, he, he knew it was him. So when Bond was like, Who would want to do this? He's like, uh, uh, I don't uh, your tailor? I don't I don't know. Because it was actually yeah, him. Good tailor. <laughs> God, I hate that Bond. He's really good to his trousers. I mean a million back then was so much money. I can't just what kind of tailor must it have been? <laughs> I think the tailor's a red herring. Don't don't fixate on that. <laughs> it was just a throwaway column. <laughs> Uh, Bond asked Money Penny about 002, who was killed in Beirut in 1969. Date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I even wrote down 1969. I didn't. You didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that. It. <laughs> it's a date. It is a date. Assumed to be Scaramanga. 
uh, the killer that is, but no bullet was ever found. That's the scene. But before the scene ends, Money Penny mm. turns around and says, darling, in a really oh, sarcastic yeah. way. The way you picked up, he... That he just calls everybody darling. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't say darling much in this one, if at all. Well, he did to her. That's why she said it back, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then they head off to... He heads off to Beirut. Finds another belly dancer. So many belly dancers. Belly dancers? Like, do mm. you think belly dancing is sexy? I've never seen a, a real one, I suppose. Not in these movies. Not, it's not a sexy form of dancing, I don't think. It's almost like comedy. Mm. I think part of it is the face. Belly dancers always seem to have quite big smiles. And it, it I mean, maybe it's not meant to be sexy. Oh, he must be. He would, yeah. In those, he's in the, they're in films with uh, Connery. It's got to be all about sex. It's it? all meant to be like, yeah, exotic. and But it's, yeah. but it's yeah. just not. It's, no, not so much. What do you think the sexiest dancing is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no either. Twerking. I suppose, yeah. Or um, <laughs> strip, strip pole strip dancing. Teeth. Yeah. Strip pole. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I don't know why I asked that question. Bond heads to her dressing room uh, after yep. she finishes a dance and asks her about the night 002 was killed. Uh, he died with the belly dance in his arms. Bond said, at least he died happy. <laughs> the belly dancer confirms the bullet went through his neck into the wall and she took the bullet out of the wall before the cops turned up and she now uses it as a belly button lucky charm. Slash jewel. Isn't that lucky? Yeah. <laughs> Probably quite. She must have had to have done something to that because that would have been like all splintered and jagged, that bullet, you know? Yeah, you're holding yeah, that in your belly button. Yeah, um, no, she would have had it like... Oh, no, but she doesn't have it modified, does she? Because they can look at it afterwards. Yeah, she's just used it. Mm. Okay. I assume she rinsed it off at least. <laughs> they then, then they hook up. Uh, Bond tries to take the bullet, but she moves his hand away. So he starts kissing her stomach and he says, you really have a, <laughs> you really have a magnificent abdomen. <laughs> Maybe it's all about the abdomen that dance. It must be. Well, it clearly is, but like abdomen isn't even a nice word compared to belly, is it? You should, <laughs> you should say you have a lovely soft belly. You have a lovely abdomen. Uh, Bond sucks the bullet out of her belly button when some henchmen come in and smack him around the back of the head, and he ends up swallowing the bullet. Fight kicks off. Bottles, hairspray, mirrors. Bond knocks out three attackers uh, as he's leaving the room. When leaving, the belly dancer screams and says she's lost her charm. And Bond says, not from where I'm standing. <laughs> Bond jumps in a cab to the nearest pharmacy. <laughs> he does some really lovely one-liners. He's I like his one-liners. I think we said this before, but he he talks about the situation rather than just someone's just had a bullet for their head. He's, uh... Yeah. yeah. They're, they're kind of complimentary mm. rather than like being flippant about quite a dire situation so it like, kind of like he's a nice bond yeah, yeah i quite like that i don't know kind of i don't know whether bond's personality shifts are intentional in that bonds are selected in order to bring something new to him or whether that just comes about because naturally that happens when you have a different actor playing the role maybe early on not so much but Maybe the last couple of decades, I say it's got to to keep a keep something going on this long. It's got yeah. to be refreshed, doesn't it? With uh, yeah, new set of principles or 
whatever yeah it's got to be because he's got to be someone new you know obviously like i'm sure roger moore is much much kinder and he's mm. much more romantic and he wants to woo the ladies rather than using Horse his himself. yeah using his weight <laughs> to hold them down i think roger moore did influence that a bit i think there were things that he pushed back on doing oh yeah um that connery probably would have done twice as hard and twice as mean as was wanted in the script even roger more i think was just a nicer guy and wanted to do the role his way in, in a softer way yeah yeah absolutely um q's lab q's in this one he's not dead he's all right he's all and right he's all right <laughs> he's all right so they're checking out the bullet it comes from a 4.2 millimeter gun there's no such thing as a 4.2 millimeter gun lee gibberish it's gibberish the whole gun world up in arms confirming this gun was made it's from a custom gun with custom bullets basically it's not available in the market the type of gold and nickel content leads to a man named lizar a portuguese man living in maku in thailand making custom guns he loves it <laughs> and that's it he gets no gadgets or anything again just sods off the other thing i've noticed is what? Mm. more hasn't got a car yet yeah but he gets one later i hope so no, like his own car, like a Bond okay. car, you know? Gadget well, he's car. just not about the cars, though, is he? Like, All he's, he's got is that sodding watch. <laughs> <laughs> but at one, what point, though, do we see Q again? Yeah, they're on that sideways boat. Oh, yeah, point, yeah, you know? yeah. Because he does get a gadget made for him. He gets the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I just feel like that's a waste of Q's genius, because the nipple did nothing apart from, you know just stick to his skin you could have made something could out have of had a tracker or something in it yeah if, yeah i mean good night had a homing button on her ass yeah, or just you know a tiny little nipple bullet just to like <laughs> <laughs> you could get somebody's eye yeah <laughs> so bond heads off to thailand mm-hmm. bond goes to meet lazar lazar is chuffed to meet bond shows bond his workshop uh, Bond asks about Scaramanga and threatens him with one of his own custom rifles. So just before that, when they're kind of like entering the shop and he's in the mm. street and he's talking to the people eating noodles outside, that just made me think of gremlins. And then that, like the opening scene where the dad finds the gremlin in the shop. Right, right, yeah. And then I suddenly realised I don't really know where he was when he found the original gremlin. I'm guessing it was Chinatown because he was only like a door-to-door salesman, wasn't he? Well, that's kind of that is kind of what I thought. But then he was at like a conference, wasn't he? Was he not in another country at a conference? Because he's calling from a phone. Yeah, he's at an airport, wasn't he, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, a bank of phones and it was really busy. Well, he he was an inventor, so I guess he was there showing inventions. Trying to get he was investors or something. There showing inventions, but, yeah. but where he was definitely there, but where was there? <laughs> uh, Gremlins podcast coming up. Right, Bond shoots at Lazar with the custom-made gun. So Lazar gives up the goods, shows Bond some golden bullets that are due to be delivered. Bond says, "Carry on with delivery, so he can stake it out." And they're collected by Andrea. Andrea or Andrea? I didn't realise her name was Andrea until I looked it up. So I think they say it really strangely. Right, okay. It's almost like, I thought she was called Anders. I think she's her last name's very similar. So it's Andrea, yeah. Anders or 
something like that yeah okay when he's looking at that custom gun he's like oh it's made for a man with three fingers yeah is that relevant to anything at any other point because i got confused and the fact that bond's fingers got shot off in the model version at the start Mm. are those things linked well i think the next film's called the man with the three fingers (laughs) <laughs> I almost went for that. Yeah, no, I saw your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any any there might be. There's probably something we're missing from if we'd read the book or some shit. Right. Or maybe Bond shot someone's finger off in one of the previous films. We'll have to go back Did and Gold watch them all. Finger have why was Goldfinger called Goldfinger? Loves a bit of oh, gold, doesn't he? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Andrea collects the, the golden bullets in a little basket on a string. She did. So, yeah, Bond stakes it out on a public transport boat uh, heading to Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, Bond is collected by another agent named Goodnight. Goodnight? Bond asks Goodnight to find out information on the Green Rolls Royce, and she just laughs in his face. Uh, uh, <laughs> a certain hotel in Hong Kong only uses Green Rolls Royces, so they just go to that hotel. Oh, I knew she knew something because she just laughed like he was a moron and then drove mm. to the hotel. But I didn't I didn't understand the connection. Bond enters Andrea's room carrying some shampoo. <laughs> 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 we should make this into a, a drinking podcast. And every time you <laughs> yeah, say shampoo, yeah, yeah, we yeah. take a drink. We won't be able to do it in the morning if we do that. Uh, I guess. Uh, Andrea's in the shower. Bond perves out on her. Andrea opens the door with a gun and Bond says... A water pistol? Bond finds the golden bullets on the bed, distracts Andrea and slaps the gun out of her hand. Bond then just beats Andrea up to get uh, Scaramanga's location. And all she could do is tell him what he was wearing and where he's going to be. I don't think Roger liked doing that scene. No, it didn't seem like him, did it? No, but he did seem to laugh. This meeting is being recorded. How long did you talk before he realised we'd uh, stop? Just a moment, just a moment. Oh, that's not too bad. You were looking down, so I thought, oh, I bet she carries on for about two minutes. <laughs> I was saying, I think what he did enjoy was watching her in the shower, because he did that for a long time. We've just yeah. like, he just looked happy. It was that like... like a genuine it, perv. Perv out. Yeah, yeah. But not in like a... He wasn't like ogling and kind of like, oh, look at that. He was just like, oh... I'm in my happy place. <laughs> this is what I like to see best. Hello, darling. <laughs> darling, you've missed a bit. But what we haven't missed a bit of is the opening of the next scene, which is a real close-up of a lady's bottom bent over in a club called Bottoms Up. Oh, yes. Right. Where drinks are served on a circular <laughs> table. so uncomfortable (laughs) where a woman is crawling around in her underwear on her hands and knees taking drinks from one side of the circle to the other side of the circle so it can't be much bigger than a eight person dining table right it was bigger than a poker table but not much bigger she's on her hands and knees naked in the middle of this table with a few bottles of drink turning round on the spot pouring drinks for people i mean the only mixer she had was soda or ginger ale which yeah. seems limited. I guess they're not there for the drinks. No. <laughs> Hair in all the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wouldn't pass a, um, a health... <laughs> health and safety review. Yeah, that's right. They would have to close down and do some cleaning up for a bit. <laughs> so we mentioned that Bond is outside heading in when Scaramanga takes a shot from the rooftop opposite. Scaramanga kills one of the two men walking out of the club. 
a short distance away from Bond. Uh, Bond is instantly chucked into a police car by the other guy that was walking out uh, who addressed himself as police. And they just did a runner from the scene while the other police turned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes Bond by police boat out of the area. Meanwhile, one, Scaramanga, who's like being paid a million pounds to do mm. this job, misses him when he had like a completely open shot on him. Like that was, uh, don't put that on your CV. But then also <laughs> he goes back to bed with Andrea and performs like gun foreplay on her. But yeah. he's not. Uh, it was I, horrifying. I put Scaramanga mouth banging Andrea with a golden gun. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was, but I yeah. didn't like it. It's hor- horrifying. And he's so. <laughs> He's <laughs> that's the second time you've done a laugh like that. <laughs> he's so lifeless, like he's you know, he, he he's great at roles like Dracula and 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 in his role as the high lord in the Wicker Man because he's got this very serious intent look about him. Yeah, doesn't it work in a sex scene? Like, there's no. nothing, there's nothing sexy in how he moves, but I guess maybe that's more about who Scaramanga is. Yeah, it's very commanding, uh, yeah. like you say, lifeless kind of. I think he, he yeah, he fits in- certain roles. He does fit this role, but yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't work in a sex scene. No, especially when she's uh, not into having guns in her mouth. <laughs> no, she didn't like guns anywhere. He, he tried <laughs> no. to put them all over the place. She didn't like any of it. Nah, she weren't into it. I mean, what does she stand <laughs> to gain from all this? Because if Nick Knack's the one that's going to inherit anything once he's gone anyway, yeah, she doesn't love him. Why is she there? Well, I feel like you may have missed something, but I don't want to give away a plot point that we don't find out till later. Okay. Do you want me to say it? No, it's all right. Just tell me later. Sure. Yeah. All right. There's a reason though, right? There's a reason why Scaramanga misses Bond. Oh. And Do is you there want to a... know? <laughs> let me let me say, because it'll make Go more on, sense. <laughs> so Andrea sends the golden bullet to MI6. She explains this later on. Because she wants out. She wants Bond to turn up to the island and take her away. There is no oh. million-pound contract. Scaramanga's not there to kill Bond. He's there to kill that other dude coming out of the club, which he did, because he's been paid by Fat Fat Hire, whatever his name was. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. Man, none of the other podcasts explained that, I don't think. Or maybe <laughs> I just wasn't listening. None of the other seven podcasts you listen to on <laughs> no. but what confuses me about that is that he's got a statue of bond in his funhouse yeah so i guess it's just because he respects him as a assassin because you you think it's there for practice wouldn't you yeah you would and then okay it's what you're led to believe until you find out at the end that he wasn't going for Bond. the jewel at the end is that why he also runs away from the jewel the jewel? Oh, the jewel. Yeah. He, I think that's just him wanting to be the huntsman, you know, to, to, to get into, okay. to right, get into okay. a proper one on one. Yeah. Man, there's, there's, there's levels to this film. Okay. Yeah. I like this movie. Right. Mouth banging Andrea. That's done. The back of the boat. Right. Back on the boat. Bond jumps off the boat uh, onto an abandoned ship floating in the water. Uh, then a door opens up and he's uh, greeted by the English Navy. Uh, the boat's at like a 40 degree angle in the water and they've got purpose built floors and the doors are still at an angle, but they've got the floors 
leveled in there, aren't they? So everything's sort of yeah. on a wonky angle. I think it's really it's cool. Re- it is really clever. Yeah. Um, I I kind of missed that entire scene, and I deliberately that this was the scene that I actually downloaded the film again to watch again because all of the other other podcasts really like this as well so I was like <laughs> all 12 podcasts <laughs> they were like you know, comparing it to like Willy Wonka and stuff like that and I was like I didn't see any of this stuff but that boat is real yeah and it was a great scene so everything was like ever so slightly wonky and everyone was walking at strange angles have you seen um there's like this new fad that seems to be going around of upside down things for like Instagram purposes. So there's like a house sure. in Bournemouth. I think there's one in Brighton. Maybe. There is one in Brighton. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it had that kind of feel to it. Like everything, like, have you been in one? Uh, no. Been, they really had a look in that one in Brighton, uh, but no, okay. I haven't been inside it. It does make you feel like you're walking at a really odd angle, even though you're going straight, like your sense of perception is all wonky yeah yeah, there's a place in mexico i think i've seen it on tiktok where it's like an entire village set the wrong way around so when you're walking downhill you feel like you're walking uphill and like water runs the wrong way and stuff but it's all done through like clever angles okay we should go there as well yeah stick it on the uh, fictional list so m's in the boat yep but bond surprise Turns out the guy that was shot was Gibson, the solar guy, the Bond, the the guy that Bond was investigating before he was taken on to do this. Oh man, I'm not good <laughs> with dialogue. <laughs> Gibson was shot for the Solex agitator. Now we don't see this, but Nicknack is on the scene when Gibson gets shot. Yeah. Um, so Nicknack, we assume, grabbed it out of his jacket and did a runner. Right. Oh, okay. Hold on. So at mm. that point, does Nicknack? No, Nicknack must know who Bond is. They've got a waxwork in the ha- in the house. Yeah. Okay. Aren't they like worried that he's like stood right there whilst the person? I guess so. I mean, Scaramanga thinks he's top of the chain, doesn't he? So I guess he's not fast. Yeah. I'd be worried if I was Nicknack. Okay. The guys decide that a guy in Bangkok called Hayfat was responsible for paying Scaramanga for the shooting because he's the only one that had the spare cash to do it and would benefit from the shooting. Right. So Bond decides to pay him a visit, pretending to be Scaramanga, uh, assuming that the two have never met because Scaramanga never meets his clients. Bond enters Hayfat's home, uh, walks, walks past the pool and meets a naked lady in the pool who invites him in. Her name is Chumi. Yeah, and she is the nakedest lady in the world. She's she's more naked than the lady in the intro. Yeah. Like, you see every single bit of her. Yeah, she only had two nips. Two nips. But, like, and that's it. That is, that's the scene. <laughs> they meet, yeah, they doesn't... say hello. She's like, want to get in? He's like, sure, why not? But he's got no swimming she... trunks. She ain't worried about it. No. But it gives him a handy way of revealing his chest, which is pivotal to the rest of the scene. Yes. I guess they have to find a way of like working in the fact that he undoes his shirt, but her being completely naked didn't have anything to do with it. Slightly unnecessary. Yeah. So Hayfat storms out to, to the swimming pool. He's not happy about someone being there. 
No. But when he sees the triplets, he assumes it's Scaramanga. Hayfat doesn't seem to know who Bond is, but Scaramanga Bond explains that it's worth discussing uh, taking Bond out. You see what I mean? I'm calling him Scaramanga Bond because he is at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Scaramanga Bond is invited to come back for dinner at nine o'clock to discuss it. Chumi isn't the woman from the bar, is she? Um, we don't see her again. No, I don't, I don't see why she would be. No, I was just thinking there must have been, there's just no reason except for him to bust out his trip nips for her to yeah. be there. She's a triple nipple enabler. Yeah, she is. When he enters the garden originally, there mm-hmm. are two statues of sumo wrestlers. Sumo wrestler statues, yeah. Japanese sumo wrestlers. They weren't good statues. Oh, they weren't. They were not, no. They were very cheap. I thought they really stuck out in that garden. <laughs> And they should have, maybe Scaramanga should have told um, this guy where he gets his waxworks for the maze from, because they would have been better than these. Yes, absolutely. Somewhere in the middle of those two would have been good. Yeah. Not actual people pretending to be statues. Yeah. And not £10 mannequins. That mm-hmm. you put in your garden. And is it is there I don't know much about the relations between the countries, but is it normal to have like Japanese cultural references in Chinese garden landscapes? No, it's probably a bit Well, I don't know who we don't really know I don't know what culture Hayfat's from, to be honest. That we know is where he is, but I don't know. Yeah. You're quite right. I mean the Portuguese guy in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Fair dues. Yeah. Fair dues. Portuguese guy in Thailand had some Greek statues in his garden. Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he had some gnomes. <laughs> some garden gnomes. <laughs> okay. Bond turns back up at nine, or Scaramanga Bond, I should say. The wrestlers are now not statues, and they attack Bond. Yeah, they attack Bond first, don't they? And then, yeah. um, well, what I should say is, as he's walking through the garden, there's this, like... <laughs> Little range of statues of some kind of Aquaman style scene, a guy with a trident, a couple of people coming out of the water and stuff like that. Uh, and then he gets to the sumo wrestlers who are now real sumo wrestlers. So they've got rid of the statues and replaced them with real people before it's nine elaborate. o'clock. Yeah. They could have just been waiting at I the mean, door for him. So next question then. Mm. It's sumo, Japanese sumo wrestlers easy to come by? In Bangkok, like, let you know, fine. Maybe this guy is Japanese and this is gone, but like, actual <laughs> real life sumo wrestlers available <laughs> in a in a two three hour turnaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, right, I trust you. It's got to be a couple out there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> At a loose end. Yeah. So the wrestlers now attack Bond. Uh, one of them's giving Bond like a lifted up bear hug, like crushing his back. <laughs> So Bond goes over his back and, first of all, just grabs both of his ass cheeks really hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then gives him an atomic wedgie to let him to, to drop him. Yep. But then Knickknack turns up. He was Aquaman all along and knocks him out with a trident. And then he really wants to go to town on him. Yeah, he is about to put the trident through his chest, but they say, like, don't do that. Don't do that. Knickknack, leave it, leave it. It's not, it's not worth it. Let's take him to school instead. Bond wakes up being pampered by three ladies. Yeah. Heaven. Definitely heaven, is what he says. You were about to say? The school? Well, 
no well so the school is a karate school it turns out i mm. i don't really understand why they went to the efforts of having sumo wrestlers guys dressed up with tridents if they weren't going to kill him and they were just going to send him here for some training or to be killed like why not just take him out there and then this seems like a bit of a waste of everybody's time and and why like tenderly bring him round by like three ladies gently dabbing at his face mm-hmm. and what he just slept all night yeah i guess it's that's bad isn't it if you're unconscious for more than a couple of minutes it's really bad and he's, he was like what nine o'clock at night until morning you're, you're talking 12 hours Unless he wasn't like unconscious, maybe he just felt so comfortable that he just did have a good night's sleep. It's like, fine, yes, I'm here at school. Mm, maybe. He's probably still going to suffer some massive memory loss. <laughs> yeah, so he seems to be in a fighting school of sorts. There seems to be different martial arts going on there. When they open the doors, he's shown some different fighting styles by the students. So it's more like a show for him. Yeah, like some little demos. Yeah, until he's called up to participate. Bond takes a dude out in one kick, like across the mat. <laughs> so they call up their badass he kicks bond's ass for a while but bond fights back knocks badass down and dives out a window i don't know it's not really a window was it, it was no. a wooden shutter thing all the students run out to capture bond uh so i skipped something earlier lieutenant moss's name that was with gibbon outside the club yeah had nieces in the car when he dropped off bond for dinner for no reason so when bond dives out the window Lieutenant Moss's name and his nieces were there waiting. Very strange. There was no need for it. I hadn't picked up on the fact that I thought it was just a taxi driver. I didn't realise it was the same guy from earlier. Okay, yeah. Um, But that makes it even weirder. So he says, fine, I'll take you to dinner, but I'm bringing my nieces along as well. And they just laugh and giggle a lot. Drops him off for dinner at nine, then somehow knows where to collect him at, say, Mm. I don't know, 11 o'clock the next morning. Still yeah. has the nieces with him yes. in their school uniforms. They never seem to go to school. And then they get involved in kicking the shit out of everyone while Bond watches. Yeah, the nieces go to town and all the students. And then the lieutenant, what's his name, jumps in the car, tells everyone to get in. The nieces get in, but then they just floor it and leave Bond behind <laughs> whilst he's <laughs> trying to get in the car. Coming? Yeah, no. <laughs> so bizarre. So Bond finds a one-man speedboat, and I put here we go again because we've got the whole speedboat canal thing coming up again, like in the last mm-hmm. movie. Very much like the last movie. There's a lot that's similar to the last movie. <laughs> Cut to a small kid trying to sell wooden elephants on a transport boat. Yeah, bartering with people. No one wants to buy his elephant, so he jumps off the boat and swims over to Bond's boat that's having engine trouble. Climbs on the boat, is asking for 100 baht, then 50 baht, 20 baht for this little little elephant, uh, which Bond is pretty much ignoring until he says, look, I'll give you 20,000 baht if you help me with this engine. And the kid just turns on the fuel. Bond just throws him off the boat. And pisses off. <laughs> and fucks off. Just chucks him off the boat. Okay, yeah. Probably for the best, because there'll be bullets and stuff, I guess, but... Still, could have just said, look, well, I've got to go. Jump off, will you, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not well, scared of the We know he's not scared of the water because he's just swum over. But, like, yeah. give him something back. He's just saved your life, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he doesn't give him the money. You don't see yeah. the kid again. He's, that should have been the end of the movie. Like, giving him some golden bullets or something. So when he speeds off on the boat, he makes quite a ripple effect in the water and splashes water all over J.W. Popper. He's back <laughs> why so i don't know why exactly but 
he must have been a hit. Cubby Broccoli. Well, apparently not, but not with audiences, as far as I know. Right. But I think it might have been Cubby Broccoli, or somebody on wanted him back. Really liked the character, enjoyed it. They were actually filming, I think, and they invited him over to get involved. But they told him to go and buy his own shirts. He had to go and buy his own Hawaiian shirts and bring them over. When he arrived, they realised the shirts had been made in Thailand originally. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had that on a podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Bond drives through the fight. So there's a load of students on an extremely long, narrow speedboat. I don't know what you would call that kind of boat, but it's there's like six six students all sitting in a row on this like long, narrow speedboat. Bond drives straight through it, smashes the boat in half, leaving them behind. Um, and as Bond circles around to head the other way, J.W. Popper recognises Bond uh, before getting knocked into the water by a baby elephant. He deserved it because at that point he'd been more racist than I'd ever heard anyone Absolutely. Be I don't really even want to say what he was saying, but I didn't see anyone wearing what he Hats. was calling them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's disgusting, really. It, it was unreal. And then he's slapping that elephant absolutely slapping it mm. and and I'm quite surprised actually his wife who was like who jumped off the boat because she was so in love with the elephant ornaments yeah wasn't more delighted to see a real baby elephant if I you know why yeah. wasn't she running over giving it a hug and letting him eat the peanuts right. so he deserved being pushed in he did and we see yeah now we do see more of JW we do uh, hey Fat is telling Scaramanga he is in charge and to look after the Solex. Scaramanga shoots Hey Fat in the shoots him in how does he shoot him in the head? After him dead. Scaramanga shoots <laughs> Hey Fat dead. But what was quite incredible about that scene was how long Scaramanga took to build his gun. It's like a yeah. proper little transformer. I think it's like supposed it to look like a cigarette up. case or something. Yeah. Or a wallet or something like that, you know. That's how he gets away with it. So he kills Hey Fat. In his office, and then tells his employee that he's the new chairman of the board. They do do a little setup scene where um, uh, Hayfat has actually empo- employed Scaramanga as like a silent partner to the business or something like that. Um, so it would make sense that he does inherit the business if Hayfat dies, rather than just shooting a bloke and says he's in charge now because it doesn't really work like that. Oh, you're saying that's what. Sh- that's what's needed or that actually happens that's what happened in this actual scene it was all set up and executed literally in this scene yes he tells his employee that he's the new chairman of the board bond is late to dinner oh yeah good night's her name isn't it bond is late to dinner with good night a bottle of poo yuck is brung to the table (laughs) (laughs) poo yuck and the waiter says 74 sir which i think was the year this film was made yeah so it's not like a vintage no. wine of any kind. It's just been made. Uh, Bond approves because it's a 74. It's fresh poo yuck. <laughs> Bond explains that her dress was designed by Q and the bottom button has a Homer in it. I think there was a joke in there, but it was, wasn't great. Oh, I didn't get the joke. It just made me think of Homer Simpson. Okay. <laughs> Bond tries to put the moves on Goodnight and she turns him down. Goodnight. Oh, what do I think of her? Yeah. I- a bit nothingy. I just, just looked at your background. I've only just noticed your background's changed. <laughs> yeah. It was Chinatown. 
Was it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. She so they've clearly got history because they because when he runs into her right at the start, he knows who she is. They've got that there is yeah. some kind of connection between them. I think do you know it would be really nice actually to have other than Money Penny, or maybe do more with Money Penny. Oh, imagine if this had been Money Penny. Mm. Oh my god, that would have been even better for the next scene as well. Um, oh god, yeah. Well yeah, into yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would be. I think it would be nice to have that recurring role that has like a connection all the way through and, and has like a story that gets drawn out to it. Yeah. And it felt like Goodnight could have been, should have been that kind of person, but she again is just treated in the same way as poor what's her face from from the. From the last film, Rosie. Yeah, Yeah. like you know, she's 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 part of this intelligence force, and yet she's she either is or is treated like an absolute dimwit throughout, (laughs) and patronized, and gets things wrong, and presses buttons with her bum, and you know, just like oh, stupid flimsy woman. And in fact, Money Penny's the only woman that that doesn't get treated that way. She knows her shit. Everyone respects her, apart from when she's made to dress up as a passport control officer mm-hmm. but generally she you know she does her job she gives x she's always in charge of the intel for bob more than m seems to give him yeah she like points him off in all these you know the right locations yeah yeah this should have been money penny scene i was kind of wondering if it maybe it was at some point but like you say it's just it. a, a first draft yeah thing. yeah yeah bond goes to the hotel room alone Good night is there waiting for him after just after turning him down like moments ago. Uh, they start to hook up uh, when someone comes to the door. Bond hides, turns the lights off. Good night gets under the sheets and Andrea comes in. <laughs> Good night hiding under the covers. Andrea admits to sending the bullet to Bond or MI6. This is where she tells him that she wants to get out of there. She sent the bullet, but Bond wants the Solex. So Andrea goes to the bathroom and Bond chucks Good night in the wardrobe. And then Andrea and Bond hook up. I think that I'm just writing down put on subtitles next time because I just I'm not hearing any of this stuff being said. Maybe subtitles will help. Um, the whole time this is going on, mm. every time they cut to good night, she's just she's just pulling a face like she's a bit fed up, just like, oh God. It'd be alright if you had like a smartphone or something. Put on some Netflix, yeah. some AirPods, yeah, and like you could just, yeah, I you'd make you want to gag, and and yeah. <laughs> unless you're Money Penny, in which case she would have been like, Love do this, James, do that. Yeah. To Good night. It's just she's got no self respect. That's really no. sad. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but you know she does it because she's an agent, I suppose, um, and she just has to put up with that shit. I I suppose, yeah, she had, you know, he needs the information. Yeah, I don't know that he needs to have sex with her afterwards after he's got the information. Well, he does. It's Bond, isn't it? He needs it, whether or not it's... <laughs> he should have. Ian Fleming. So this, so this comes from the uh, from the from the comparison to the uh, to the Beatles thing, which is really interesting. And he's not talking another about another podcast in not another <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> talking about how so it's a a guy called John Higgs who's written this book and it's called uh, Love and Let Die and he's talking about how Ian Fleming and the Beatles all kind of came from like 
not broken homes, but uh, they had they had circumstances in their childhood that that were tragic in some ways. So Paul McCartney's mum died, and so did John Lennon's mum. But both John Lennon and Ian Fleming were sent away to live with different people, mm. and this guy was kind of like hypothesizing like that seems to make a different emotional damage and I was kind of thinking about it like if you send a kid away to school at a really early age I guess they end up feeling like commodities that can just be moved around and there's no emotional attachment like because this is best for you you must go over here now off you go there's like no emotional attachment so apparently in real life Ian Fleming was like this with women Uh, the way that Bond is portrayed kind of like Mm. once you've and he says he says the scary thing is how he deals with it in the Bond films that every time Bond has sex with more or less she is killed at some point afterwards and he said that that's almost like Ian Fleming's way of kind of like eradicating a problem he wants to have sex with women but he doesn't want any kind of connection afterwards so the easiest thing is just to have them completely removed (laughs) oh dear yeah okay what's this in did you say a book or or no it's a book an audio, uh, yeah. So he was he was being interviewed about it, and it is both a book and an audio book. Yeah, watch it out. Yeah, I did start listening to that afterwards, but I thought, no, I should I should focus more on Man with the Golden Gun for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then he does promise goodnight that he'll she'll get some later or something. He like does, that. yeah. Andrea gets back to Scaramanga's boat. They hook up, and then Andrea does the off and goes back to Scaramanga's boat. And sees the Solex in the safe. Then you cut back to Bond, who lets Goodnight out of the wardrobe. Says it will be her turn soon. He promises. And he almost leans in, like to try and kiss her, but I don't reckon he's even brushed his teeth. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely vile. But your turn soon, darling. I promise. <laughs> uh, Goodnight's pissed off. Um, and then you see Bond meeting up with Andrea at a kickboxing mat. They speak briefly, and then she goes quiet. She's been shot in the chest. Scaramanga sits down. So the first time they meet properly, Scaramanga sitting down with Bond, uh, who is searching for her purse for the Solex. Why has she got the Solex? Oh, she nicked it out of the safe. Yeah, I guess she has. So she must have stolen the Solex out of the safe. She had it in her purse to give Bond. Scaramanga finds out and kills her. I guess that's why. Scaramanga and Bond chat whilst Nicknack has a gun on Bond's back. Bond sees the Solex on the floor, slips it into the nut vendor's tray. Nut vendor turns out to be Lieutenant what's his name? Mm-hmm. So no nieces. Nut, no. Nut vendor Lieutenant what's his name gives a Solex to Goodnight. Scaramanga tells Bond about himself and tells uh, him that he's not to be messed with. Then asks Bond not to get involved, leave him alone, and walks away. So he kind of respects him. He's got yeah. no contract on him. There's no reason for him to kill him. Yeah. Um Nack's already done a runner. Bond offers him some nuts, but he's already gone. Um, and he's waiting in a car, which is a AMC Matador. It was kind of beige. It was. <laughs> Beigey, brownie, bit of nastiness. Goodnight tries to plant a bug in the boot of the car, but Scaramanga spots her and chucks her in the boot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bond is looking for Goodnight and radios her. And she tells him she's in the boot of the car and that she has the Solex. Uh, so Bond jumps in a red AMC Hornet uh, to chase down Scaramanga's car. Do you think he would have chased her if she didn't have the Solex? No, not at all. I agree. <laughs> good night, good night. <laughs> good night, darling. <laughs> GW Popper 
was test driving the AMC Hornet that Bond jumps into <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and is in the car with Bond. Cue the car chase. Yep. It's totally Dukes of Hazard style. Yeah. It is just, in essence, it is just a bog standard car chase. There's a couple of moments that stand out, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's cars chasing cars. Standard car chase, heavy traffic police in pursuit (laughs) a random guy driving is so stunned at the car chase that he looks away for a good 10 seconds and then crashes into a pile of crap on the road flipping his car and making all the police cars crash into his car now bond is going on opposite sides of a canal bond spots a partial wreck of a bridge and uses it to jump the river they ruin this whole stunt by using a fucking slide whistle why do they keep ruining these stunts we were, me and Stu were watching this together, and this was like, he was so excited to watch this film. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, and when Jay, like, even though, it, if Stuart gets really, really excited about something, if he mm. needs a fag, he'll still go and have a fag, even though he's super excited. So he's like, oh, oh, there's that brilliant, the, the car goes round in the air, it's like amazing, yeah. oh, I'm just going for a fag. So like, don't pause it though, don't pause it. So I was like, oh, okay, this sounds really exciting. I think I was so distracted by the, Oh, I don't think I watched what actually happened with the car. Why do they make it into comedy? Yes, exactly. It's completely practical stunt. Someone actually did that. There's no wires or anything like that. It's not a model car. That was amazing that they did that. To put a slide whistle in there was insane. They should just have the noise of a revving engine, maybe JW saying yeehaw or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if I am so like I didn't find the jump impressive anyway. Is that just because we've seen a million things like this since? Why do I feel like it was? I think that we're great? ruined a bit by CGI, aren't we? But okay. that was actually done. Someone did that. You imagine trying to do yeah, that yeah. or having the balls to do it. Because you've got to actually sit there revving the engine and say, right, I've got to hit this at a certain angle to land on these wheels again. Otherwise, you know. I might be in a wheelchair. You're making me like this film more than I actually did. <laughs> you got to have respect for the, those practical stunts if they're. No, yeah, yeah, okay. You know? For real. We're about to cut. Oh, okay. Um, let's finish this scene off. This meeting is being recorded. I'm leaving that last bit in because that was well funny as we cut off. What? I said, you said, oh, we've got less than a minute left. And I said, right, let's finish this scene. Let's just finish it. And before I could even say that, it cut off. <laughs> so before we finish this scene off, I'm going to say that JW Papa has a lot to say in the car chase, but I'm not saying any of it because most of it was massively racist and he doesn't deserve the screen time, to be honest, or the podcast All right. time. All right. So there's more police. They're both on the same side of the canal now. Uh, Scramanger gets ahead, drives into a barn where he's got some kind of contraption in there. Um, police are chasing Bond and J.W. Popper, who pull up outside the barn. Police turn up. J.W. Popper tries to talk his way out of being arrested, and they just arrest him. Good. Then yeah. Scaramanga drives out of the barn, and his car is now an aeroplane. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Like, his car has wings on it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Good night. still in the boot of the car when they take off. <laughs> She peeps out of it. <laughs> she does. How does she suddenly peep out of it? Why didn't she jump out when they were parked in the well, thing? Before the she peeps it? out of it, she <laughs> <laughs> she's in the boot and there's a shot in the boot. And she goes, oh, 
I think we've stopped. But she must hear aeroplane engines and the wind. I mean, that boot's not airtight. It's wind going through that car would yeah. be insane. <laughs> Insanely So loud. why she thought it was a good idea to peep out was yeah. concerning. Maybe bit. she is a dimwit <laughs> Why didn't they just... Just have a plane waiting in the hangar instead. It would have been so much quicker to just jump out of the car and get in a plane. Oh, but then because she's still got the solar plex or whatever it's called. Yes, he, he definitely needs her because she's got the solex yeah. thing. Yeah. Otherwise, she's an agent. She can deal with it herself would be the. Yeah. That's the end of that scene. Yeah. They go back to M's boat office. Let's have a little chat. They have a little chat. Bond explains the situation to Bond. Q says they're working on their own flying car. And M tells Q to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut your damn mouth. Bond's like, man, they had a flying car. And Bond's like, uh, Q's like, yeah, 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 we're working on it. We're working. Uh, M ain't got the time. He's like, shut up, Q. <laughs> uh, they can't they can't track Goodnight, even with a homing button. Um, Q says that's impossible. M tells Q to shut up again. <laughs> I thought it was really good. They work out where they're heading. And Bond heads there, flying under the radar, off off the books. Uh, why have I written off the books? Is he doing it without M's instruction? I, don't know. I mean, as if I'd know, but I guess <laughs> I he is. So. If I, I've written that, so I guess, yeah, he's having to do it on his own I trust, time or whatever. I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bond is spotted instantly, even though he's under the radar. Scaramanga <laughs> knows he's coming. Bond's yep. scanner is now picking up Goodnight's Homer. Uh, Bond lands his funky-ass plane on the beach. I don't know what was with that plane. It wasn't a normal plane. No, it was owned. Should I tell mm. you what the other podcast said? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was owned by a millionaire who just had it as like a plaything, and he insisted that to use it, he would have to be the one to fly it to location and fly it on the scene as well. Okay. Um, that doesn't tell you why it's a funky plane and what's special about it. Bond lands his funky ass plane on the beach of James Bond Island. Now, I was talking to Kay about this movie She's from Thailand. Mm-hmm. She knows nothing of James Bond or most Western movies, but she said that makes a lot of sense. She's been to James Bond Island. She had no idea why it was called James Bond Island. But if ah. you Google James Bond Island, it is that little island sticking up on its own out of the water. Uh, what did she think of it of james bond island james bond island yeah did you say she'd been there or she's been there yeah she said it's a beautiful place so there's nothing on there that relates to james bond apart from the fact that it was used as the location i imagine there's bits left over from the movie that they probably kept but yeah there's no actual hidden hidden base or anything like that it's all funny yeah so he's on the island james bond island and he's greeted by knickknack with some shampoo (laughs) (laughs) Nope. <laughs> Scaramanga shoots the cork out of the bottle, but is very welcoming. Uh, wants to hang out with Bond for a bit, and I put down. I like this guy. He says he's a stand-up guy. <laughs> he's a gentleman. Yeah, I mean, apart from the gun banging stuff. Right. Yeah, that put him in a bit of a bad light, didn't it? Yeah. Scaramanga shows Bond around his lair, shows him the solar energy station that. Was a bit of a side hustle for him. I guess it was his intentions, but you don't really pick up on that. He just seems mm-hmm. like a stand-up assassin hunter guy. But he was putting all his solar energy station stuff together to sell it to countries that needed it. it I guess it's not a bad thing, but he yeah. done it by killing people, which I guess is not great. Don't all big companies? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tesco's doing I'm not saying lot. it's right. <laughs> <laughs> he plans to sell the plants to any country that can come up with the cash. I like that Scaramanga doesn't know anything about the science behind it and doesn't pretend to know and just explains to Bond, you know, a lot more than me about it. I've just acquired it and I'm trying to sell it. He's cool, man. Bond bloody knows everything. He's like, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> Go and get a proper job then. <laughs> if you know so much. A proper job. <laughs> uh, but he does blow up Bond's funky ass plane with a solar gun and says, Well, this is <laughs> this isn't this is Scaramanga, it's not Bond. I can't really do a Scaramanga, but he says that's what I call solar power. Oh, now he's doing the one liners. <laughs> he is, yeah. Uh, at that point, Nicknack calls for lunch. So this is what I like about Nicknack. Mm. He just he's he's not afraid of just whipping up a bit of lunch. No, he's He's an all rounder. I mean, he he is an all rounder. Scaramanga explains it right at the beginning, doesn't he? He's got he's got knickknack. His Bond says it must be hard to get um, help like servants to this little island. He's like, no, he goes, Nitnat does most of it, and then I've got a security guard, and that's it. <laughs> I've got a security guard to do the raping when I need. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Bond isn't happy that Scaramanga believes they're the same person, or the same type of person, uh, and says he's full of shit. Uh, Scaramanga whips out his golden gun and suggests they have a duel. Bond accepts, but only after lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bond and Scaramanga, well, that's the end of that scene. I didn't watch what they were having for lunch. Was there any soup? I didn't actually see. There was definitely no soup. I mean, it's like 40-odd degrees out there, isn't it? You yeah. can't have soup. Well, I've had soup on a hot day, and it's quite good. You're crazy. Yeah. Was it a... Um, what's that cold soup? Bisque? Gaspaccio. Um, no, it was not. It was... I think it was potato and leek with some really nice buttered bread. I couldn't do that. It's like having a cup of bovril well, <laughs> at the beach. It's not. <laughs> Bond and Scaramanga are back to back on the beach. Yep. Nick Nack's refereeing. Um, security <laughs> guard has rapey eyes on Goodnight. Bond turns and Scaramanga's no longer there. Uh, Nick Nack shows Bond the way to go and explains if he kills Scaramanga, then Nick Nack will inherit the island and all of his wealth. So he encourages him to kill him, basically. And Bond's like, Well, you know what? You had a trident over my head at one point. Yeah. Why am I going to do you a favour? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bond heads into the fun house whilst Nick Nack heads to the control room. Bond sees the dummy of himself. He sneaks around the fun house and climbs into the rafters where there are no cameras but drops his gun, which Scaramanga hears. We are now on Scaramanga, who is sneaking around trying to find Bond. He walks past the dummy of Bond, but it is actually the real Bond who shoots Scaramanga as he spins round to face him. Psych! <laughs> Goodnight pushes Rapey Guard into a vat of freezing helium. <laughs> he was touching her up at that point, wasn't he? He was, he was yeah, on her. Yeah, yeah. He had touched her. He, he, she didn't push him off her. He was, he, but he was distracted doing some piece of work, and then she like pushed him, and then there was like either the security bar just fell off immediately, or there never was one, which seems um, a, another health and safety issue that should probably be looked into at some point. Yeah, if you've got uh, liquid helium at minus four hundred and seventy degrees, you're gonna want. You don't want a platform leading straight into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or warning sign, or some gloves. Mm. <laughs> but then if there's only one person working on that island just tell them when they start work watch out for that so there's no real don't fall in there 
Don't jump in there. It's Don't cold. fall in there if you get pushed in. Yeah. It's if a you get touch cold, nippy. have a cup of tea. It's it trippily nipply. <laughs> uh, right. Freeze the helium, causes the plant to go into meltdown. Bond tries to remove the Solex, but Goodnight hits the master override with her ass, turning the machine back on. <laughs> now Bond's trapped <laughs> in this little compartment with a solar laser. <laughs> tells Goodnight to push the button again. She doesn't know which one, so he tells her to hit all the buttons. A cloud goes past the sun, stopping the laser <laughs> momentarily. Bond assumes that Goodnight turned it off, but she hasn't. He goes back to taking the Solex out when the beam kicks back in, just as he rips the Solex out and dives out. <laughs> That'd be the kind of panic I would go into. <laughs> like, if I do something wrong, and, I'm like, and she'll be going, just turn that bit on. I'll be going, what? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> And does, is that how solar power works? You actually need direct sunlight. No. Oh, it's yeah, stored, okay. isn't it? It's, yeah. Maybe uh, back uh, then, um, I don't know. I was very surprised of the concept of solar energy in the 70s, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't know they, and obviously they knew it was a form of energy, but I didn't realise they were harnessing it back then, I suppose. They do a runner from the plant as it goes into meltdown. As the island explodes, James Bond Island, um, oh, they sail away on Scaramanga's boat with Goodnight. They hook up, but Nick Nat jumps out of a ceiling tile with a knife after breaking <laughs> uh, Bond knocks him away after breaking a load of furniture and smashing all the wine bottles. Bond traps him in a suitcase. Puts him in a suitcase. When Bond comes back into the room, room Goodnight is like cleaning all the glass up. Bond suggests that he threw Nick Nack overboard, although you don't see it. Do you think he did? He didn't because as the camera pans away, um, Nick Nack's in the crow's nest at the top of the ship. Is he? I didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> oh, cool. Good. So he had enough. <laughs> cool. That's that sorted then. No, I'm happy about it. I'm happy. I like it when some of these people survive to maybe be in a future film or something, you know, when they kill everyone. I mean, he was wearing like a three piece suit and was tied in a crow's nest at the top of a boat. Oh, so Bond put him up there. He didn't escape the suitcase. And no, he didn't escape. Bond there. put him up there to Excellent. torture him. <laughs> right that's not so good they hook up again in the bed now good uh not good night knickknack smashed at least 20 wine bottles across that room shattered glass mm -hmm. everywhere she just shakes the covers off and then they hook up there's still going to be yeah. splintered glass stucking every fiber of that room that place was fully carpeted bond has had time to go up up on deck climb the whole rigging it's like at the top of the sails yeah yeah with the suitcase Getting it like transferring a man from a suitcase into a crow's nest who doesn't want to be there. That's got to mm. be it's got to be quite the job. She's had a bit of time. I would I would tie the suitcase with a bit of rope, climb up and then pulley the suitcase up. Or maybe does the crow's nest lower? It probably does. Maybe it does. But but still, that's bought her quite a bit of time, I think. Yeah, but let's say let's say you shatter a glass over your bed. Do you brush yeah. it off or even vacuum and then get back in there? Or do you take those covers off? No, that, those covers. I, maybe that's what she's doing when she's shaking the sheet. She's not maybe. shaking it. She's maybe putting she's a new one on. Yeah. Maybe they're just, maybe maybe they're into it. That's <laughs> a glass everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be funnier 
if like the next scene which is coming up where the phone starts ringing they're both just soaked in blood <laughs> there's blood everywhere they just got because even when you smash a wine glass and you've like cleaned up every piece you can guarantee that three days later a jagged bit is in your heel it's yeah, in the foot of your the yeah. bed of your foot <laughs> all right do you want to finish off with the jokes right so bond's just brilliant overboard doesn't see it bond hooks up with good night again Emma gets on the phone Asked to speak to Goodnight. Bond says she's just she's just coming, sir. <sighs> and then M starts, he puts the phone to one side and M keeps saying, Good night, good night, good night. And then Bond picks it up and says, Yeah, good night, and puts the phone down. I mean, that is some build up to a joke. Yeah. You've got to name a whole character for that to <laughs> no one's called Goodnight. I'm gonna look on Facebook. I want to talk about rating systems. Yeah. <laughs> so we seem to have several rating systems going at once. There is one person called Goodnight. She's called Sandra Goodnight. Anyway. Yeah. That's her last name, though. Oh, maybe it was her no, last that is, name. It's her last name. Mary Goodnight. Was it Mary Goodnight? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. <laughs> rating systems. Yes. So we've gone up to <laughs> on the main rating. Of the films, you've gone up to six, at one to six. Well, no, we're still at one to five. It's just that, oh no, yeah, no, <laughs> no, we're still at five. It's just all the other ones had to go up one, um, because. So the ones that are at six are like five plus. Yeah, they're okay. like the A stars. Yeah, we still with oh. this. It's still out of five man, money pennies. Still out of five. It's just that the other ones I had disregarded more than I had intended. Okay. Now, the Bond girl, the Bond theme, notable baddies and car chase, yeah. right? Yeah. I am totally up for us agreeing what should be in first place, but I think the yeah. others should be in order so we can oh. slot, slot in. No. Why not? Because then we should just have like... Because we should just have none of the others listed. I like reminding myself of them. <laughs> but then we'd have to do a scoring system for all of it. It's just like, it's just knocking off the top spot. And the other podcast has a better scoring system than us. They do it out of 007s. Yeah. They can fucking do one. Those... <laughs> <laughs> we got that. And then we got a gold star over a photograph of our favourite yeah. Bond, which doesn't help listeners. But I suppose until Lazenby gets knocked off, it doesn't matter so much. If he gets knocked off. Yeah. All right. Okay. Listen, listen, let's stick to the system today. And next time we see each other in real life we'll we'll discuss well i'll tell you what i'm going to do as as those score systems don't mean anything to all the other names below i'm going to put them in order of what i think they should be in except for the top spot that we agree on okay because if you don't care that's cool yeah it makes more sense all right all right i need order in my life compromise (laughs) we certainly did watch sesame street okay (laughs) man with the golden gun what are you going How many money pennies? I would like to give this a five, um, but I think stuff like JW let it down. I think there was no need for a slide whistle that really hurt me in ways I cannot describe. I, I, so the stuff that I bumped up a point for was me not acknowledging. That's true. Yeah. The times they were made in. So you can almost just discount the sheriff stuff, I think, because it's not. I think the sheriff. Was even well, the out of his time then. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? I think that they went with an old school stereotype. Uh, and it was almost in both this and the last film, he was like the comedy element. Yeah. And the, and it doesn't need comedy. It doesn't no. need that kind of like base comedy, which is exactly what the sliding whistle was bringing to it as mm-hmm. well. I, yeah. I, I, if you're going to score it down on anything, it has to be the whistle <laughs> more than it being set in different times. So when Stu left the room to have a cigarette, did he, he miss the jump, did he? He missed the jump and he came back and he was like, was it amazing? Was it as amazing as I remembered it? Because he would have been two when this film came out. So um, he didn't watch it. He didn't see he the... He didn't watch it. He no. didn't see the slide whistle bit. No. Oh, okay. I was like, it had like a stupid sound effect. He's like, did it? I uh, just remember it like doing... It was a so cool it jump. It probably looked better in the... I, well, I don't know if they would have put that in the trailer, but if that was in the trailer, I, I bet they'd remove that slide whistle. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm going five. I love this film. I like Scaramanga. I think it was excellent. Um, hey. I'm not downvoting it for JW. He's just an ass. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? There. I um, I probably would have given this, I would have been deliberating over a two or a three. Mm. Um, but you have made me see it through new eyes. Like you have made <laughs> me think more about the depth of Scaramanga. And actually, a new note I made while you were talking, when you were talking about the whole island going up, actually made me really sad for him. Like, yeah, his legacy. Yeah, destroyed. everything he had kind of worked for. And, you know, he he wasn't killing people for fun. No. He was killing them for his job, which is what Bond does. Yeah. Um, and he was on his way of, like, solving the, 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 the energy crisis back then and now. Yeah, he explained that he used to be just like Bond when he worked for the KGB, assassinating, he said, assassinating people for peanuts, just like you. But then he went out and branched out on his own. So he's still doing the yeah. same thing, but he's doing it yeah. for his own reasons. Like there's no moral call that that um, because even in like even if you are doing a job because you know it's all been signed off by Her Majesty. Yeah. Who who is anybody to make that call? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it might save the world and shit, but you don't know. <laughs> so you're going for? I'm going four because I think there, there there was real grit to it. Okay. Maybe how I need to do this is if we sit together and you explain the film to me as it goes along. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're doing already. Yeah. Oh, but after, <laughs> you mean beforehand. Before the yeah. So I can form your opinion in my mind before we <laughs> yeah. start. Well, you can just Don't worry, I'll just it. get it from podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a nine. That's that is decent. annoying. It is very decent. I'm just looking at top scores. I mean, her Madge is now at eleven. Yeah. Um, out eleven out of ten. I'm just trying to see it on the. Oh yeah, we got it on ten now. So we're leaving the final scores at ten because the six is a fictional number, right? Yeah. You see what you've done. <laughs> 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 okay. So, what was this? We haven't put it on there yet, have we? No, I'll do that. No. Are we going as good night as the Bond girl? And she's not knocking nah. her face off. Bond theme. Uh, I really, really liked, liked it. it. I got into it. I think it captured the vibe of the 70s and the movie. It was pretty good. I was actually listening to it before we started on YouTube. What did I like? Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> He's got a really big weapon. 
<laughs> but it doesn't knock live and let die off the top spot right nope no okay. i'll put it I'll in put it some form of order yeah okay. i'll change them all up later but uh yeah i'd say after we have all the time in the world maybe but yeah okay yeah 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 right okay knickknack versus winton kids um do you know what this i would say it's made me think i'd say yeah but i would even put scaramanga on there it doesn't have to be Aren't the notable baddies Aren't they really henchmen? Doesn't oh. have to be, is it? I guess it doesn't. What about Nicknack okay. and Scaramanga? All right, yeah, okay. I like no that. Reckon In they which case, the they have to go first, yeah. yeah. This is really cool because this would not have happened before we talked. Not that I would be <laughs> rating henchmen before we talked. Man, Golden Gun, Car Chase. It's, it wasn't, apart from the... I can't remember stunt. Her Majesty as much as I did but it was the uh the snow race wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. which was good i feel like as that fades into my memories that uh newer car chase is going to take place soon but yeah at the moment it it won't ever fade because we're watching that every christmas anyway so you just always get refreshed (laughs) so that scoring system works yeah kind of works it It should be in order (laughs) madness Maybe we'll do a um a bonus app where <laughs> we go through these <laughs> and try and order them. You'll have to explain the full film to me every time. I'll screen screen when I've got it in order, I'll screenshot yeah. it. I'll hide the post-it notes with all our account details on it, but I'll <laughs> I'll put it up on Twitter for anyone that wants to have a look. I guess that's it. All right, yeah. So what have we got next? The spy who loves me. Spy this is meant to be really me. good. Yeah. Yeah, I heard what that. Is, what does Amazon podcast. rate it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look. I'm going to say email us on howmanymoneypennies at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Bonds Wearing a Week because that sounds pretty professional, right? Saying that shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that was something new. <laughs> uh, yeah, next up, whatever you just said, Spy Who Loved Me. Do you reckon Spy Who Loved he... Me. Do you reckon he tries to get married again? Oh, maybe. 4.6 stars it's got on Amazon. Cool. Well, that'd be that then. Nice one. Yeah. See you next time. I'm going to watch this tonight. Are you? Okay. Yeah. I'll do the same. All right. Cool, <laughs> give me a week to listen to some research. <laughs> yeah. In the, the right. 15 Bond podcasts you listen to now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to rate those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including well, this one. Do a Bond podcast podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. cool. Awesome. All right, Bye, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Catch you later. Bye.